0: Uh, it was a nice hanging with you the other night, watching the game. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Hopefully you Very had a good. good time.
1: Casey you enjoyed herself. It was
0: good food, good peeps. Good. Yeah. Um, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here. Brad, what's going on, dude?
1: Not a whole lot. Uh, just coming off a of Manchester United tie here. Pretty disappointed, but, you know, the show goes on, on to, on to Arsenal this weekend, so moving right along penguins uh, up next at seven
0: arsenal's number one in the premier league right now
1: they are they've only lost one game in uh in the premier league this year
0: and it was 3-1 to manchester united oh boy oh yeah. boy you feeling pretty good
1: you know i was but casemiro just got suspended for his fifth yellow card and we tied crystal palace who were in 12th not less than a half hour ago so um also, I lost some money on it, too. So, you know, I'm not dragging too bad. I'll uh, help him pick me up as I finally found a whiskey I like to drink on, on the rocks here. Um, no surprise, it's Twisted Tea Sweet Tea Whiskey. As Where
0: would you, you find it at?
1: As you can see, the bottle's over halfway gone, boys. Yeah, not, not all today. Drink responsibly, but yeah. Twisted Tea. Shout out.
0: Where did you find the whiskey at?
1: I can get it at Kroger, Rite Aid, your local. I think they're coming to gas stations. Um, I don't know if it's limited time, but I'm going to get to Kroger and buy me a few more, but twisted tea strikes again. I mean, they don't miss.
0: Is it, is it tea?
1: It is twisted tea, sweet tea, whiskey. It is 65 proof, 32 and a half percent. alcohol. chilled on ice. My parents shout out bloody and tracky. Um, they got me these nice whiskey glasses, little ball ice maker, and uh, yeah, finally you, found you, something I can enjoy. You feel
0: like you feel like a rich guy drinking whiskey straight now? <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know if I feel like a rich guy, because a lot of people are going to be like, oh, sweet tea, that's for the, the you know, you're soft. And it's like, I've never claimed to not be soft. You see me fighting anybody? You don't. I yeah. <laughs> go with it. For those of you who uh, don't know, my dad's name is Brad. My mom's name is Tracy. Tracy was mispronounced once at Christmas Is track, he is a joke. It stuck. And my dad's gamer tag growing up was Bloody Bullets. I'm a junior. He's a senior. I'm not going by Little Brad. So he's Bloody. I'm Brad. That's just how it goes. Yep.
0: Uh, so Chargers are up 27 0 on the Jags. Yes, they are. And the Jags storm back and win 31 30. They outscored 31 to 3 in this first half and became the first team ever to win a playoff game with a minus five turnover differential. Uh, Where did it go wrong for LA? Let's start there.
1: I really think the head coach
0: has always been
1: a reason they've been a decline. Now they fired the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach. So they're sticking with Brandon. Maybe they can turn it around, but I think a lot of people are just going to sit here and say, don't beat around the bush. You know, it's Justin Herbert quarterback. Can't be spotted. Four picks score only three points in the second half. And expect to be let off the hook. Because, you know, let's exclude Trevor Lawrence that just beat him. And let's exclude Lamar Jackson who is hurt and hasn't played in the playoffs. If you want to, everyone's new thing nowadays is let's look back and draw comparisons on who's who. I don't care which one's which, but let's just say Brady Montana is Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. And let's put Big Ben as Josh Allen. That means that Justin Herbert is Phillip Rivers. Always going to be good. Always going to put up hella numbers in the regular season. But come crunch time, he just he's not cut out for it. Now, I know he played well in the Rose Bowl in college. But at the professional level, I mean, they couldn't do anything on offense. And I just feel like at this point, a lot of people say, like, yeah, Justin Herbert struggled. And they're not going to deep dive on it. But could you imagine if Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes lost this game up twenty-seven to zero? The world would fall down as we know it. Um, it's not a good look for Justin Herbert, especially with the amount of talent in the AFC. If Russell Wilson gets the right coach, if Lamar Jackson's healthy and still in the Ravens was playing for the Dolphins the second half of the season there mostly. There's a lot to be said, but it's a tough look on the Chargers when you look at all the playmakers and all the good players they have. And to give up a lead like that, it's not good. It's nothing but bad for the Chargers, and you have to feel like the Jags are in house money.
0: So there's eight teams left in the NFL playoffs right now, and one of them, one of them has a defensive head coach. The rest all have offensive head coaches. The one with a defensive head coach is the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is leading the league in turnovers and with interceptions and fumbles, he's 32 now to date. Brandon Staley's a defensive head coach. Justin Herbert has had some struggles, had lots of shine, but some struggles. I have seen nothing nothing that tells me that justin herbert's the problem just because you can't score in a half in one half he scored plenty of times in the first half just because you can't score in a half of football a second half to be fair when you know there's quote unquote half time adjustments all that other shit, i think it's extremely unfair to put it all on justin now with that being said there's a lot of things that go into a football game time management turnovers, play calling. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of things that made this game kind of get sideways. But one of the things is the fact that the defense allowed four straight scoring drives. Okay? And Brandon Staley is a quote-unquote defensive head coach, but yet their defense is abysmal. I don't know. I don't want to put it all on on Herbert. I don't want to put it all on St- on Staley, but I think Brandon Staley is the problem in this team. Uh, I, the reason I gave, and I'm pretty sure you backed me up or agreed or – the reason we both picked the Jags is because we had, they had a head coach advantage, not a quarterback advantage. In my opinion, everybody wants to automatically crown Trevor over Justin. I'm not there personally. I'm not there, but it was a clear head coach advantage Jacksonville over LA and Brandon Staley also call it whatever you want. He was playing starters in the last game of the year when they couldn't go anywhere and Mike Williams got hurt. It's just like, this is this is stupidity. It's stupidity of its finest. We can go ahead and blame Herbert because he's a quarterback. The the quarterback gets all the credit and all the blame. So I, I kind of fall on there. But at the same time, it's like, I'm sorry. I'm not blaming Herbert. This, this team's not a playoff team, though, Justin Herbert. Period. I,
1: I love Herbert, and my love doesn't depreciate. But there's something to be said after four picks. And the commentator says, man, Trevor Lawrence's confidence has to be shot. And he comes out and leads four straight scoring drives. I know there was a, there was running involved and he's got the coach. But, like, I'm not saying it's a depreciation of Justin Herbert for me personally, but I I really love what's going on with Trevor Lawrence. He really didn't know. Yeah, That's fair. I mean, he went to Clemson and he got nothing but hate, especially in our area, because it was either Bama fans or Ohio State fans. And all he did was play. And then he's coming into the NFL and he's like, look, I – I'm good, but the NFL isn't the only thing in my life. And everyone's like, does he want it? Then that rookie year with Urban Meyer, he goes through the ringer, and he gets a coach who supports him. And after after half the season of football, he turned it around. He's been nothing short of a top-five quarterback the last eight games we, or eight weeks we've seen in the NFL. And um, it sucks looking around the AFC as a Steelers fan, seeing how good these quarterbacks are, but – I look at, you know, I separate it now. Maybe you guys who are listening share with me and the whole gambling thing or maybe not. But when the Steelers are playing, I hate the team they're playing. Let's kill them by 30. But I love the NFL, the fact that I can turn on any game and see see good quarterback play and good, good football. And, yeah, you can't put it all on Herbert. Healthy amount of blame there because he got spotted. Great field position the whole first half. And, you know, he took advantage of it. Good for him. But the team as a whole has something to figure out, and it seemed pretty sure that the owner thought, offensive coordinator, quarterback, coach, let's fix this offense. You know, how many calls is it on Brandon Staley? I mean, their whole niche is going for on fourth downs and being aggressive, and it seemed like they turtled. That whole, you know, pucker your butt, you know, get scared, get nervous. It seemed like they ran from the moment as to where, like, like you pointed out, that me and you said before the week. We didn't know it would play out like this, but there's a quarterback and a head coach that have both been there and done that in the biggest moments, and they were both on the Jags, and it showed more than ever. It showed yeah. more than ever for the Jaguars, and they have to feel so good about where they're at in the AFC South.
0: Yeah, I guess that's my final point because we've gone long on this. That's yeah. I'm just not trying to tear up Justin Herbert because he didn't lose to Matt Ryan. He didn't lose he also to lost Kirk by Cousins. He lost by one, one point play. on the, the road, road to playoff. Trevor Lawrence. Correct. And a quarterback or a coach that just won the Super Bowl literally like four years ago. Yes. Like, let's just let's settle down on Justin Herbert. Like, he's taking some flack. I think this is more Stanley. Truly, I do. I think Brandon – I'm shocked Brandon didn't get left in Jacksonville and they fired everybody else except him. So, especially another – and we talked about this last week on Episode 200. Sean Payton, lives in LA is a available head coach and you didn't fire him and try and get to him.
1: And they announced before the firing, it'll take a mid to late round first pick. Hey, how about 22? (laughs) What what are you doing? The chart. We're going to look back on the chargers in 10 years at the fact they've been the same team for 30. We're going to look back in 10 years at now that they've been the same team for 30 years. And they're in a really, really dangerous spot because of their division. If the Broncos figure it out, good luck to the Chargers. If the Broncos figure it out, good luck
0: to the Chargers. So, Vikings-Giants. This was a game that we had kind of disagreed on. I thought the Vikings would win in a one-score game. It was a one-score game, and they lost. Uh, Can't speak enough about what Brian Dable has done. I mean, I think this is this game had his imprints all over it. Uh there's been something shared around. I don't know if it was you or who shared it. Um the giant thing
1: could, on the Facebook page was me.
0: Do, do you happen to have it in front of you or can you pull it up briefly I can, real quick? I
1: can pull it up in the next five seconds
0: here. Hold there on. there's there's too much here to not share it on the Facebook page. But basically what I'm getting at I got it
1: in front of me right now. I'll just say it, right it off.
0: This is crazy.
1: The Giants last season were four and 13. They signed a total of two free agents on multiple year deals in the offseason. One of them was the backup quarterback. Their highest paid offensive player, Kenny Galladay, had six catches in the regular season. They're in the divisional round of the playoffs. And what you can couple with this, what everyone can see, before the season Everyone, including Jeff and I, thought the Giants were going to be bad. I don't blame us or anyone who agreed for it. I commend those who didn't. And everyone wanted to anoint the Bills champions. I didn't, but we all thought 13 wins minimum. But, you know, the Chiefs, Bengals, they're still teams. Brian Dayball left Josh Allen, and there has been no quarterback who's declined more. Than Josh Allen, which is crazy because he's declined the most, I think, and he's still a top five quarterback. Speaks to how good he was. Daniel Jones was dead in the NFL, and he just put up 300 yards on the Minnesota Vikings in a in a divisional game. Brian Dayball, offensive guy, came into New York, and I know Pete. I've gotten two comments on that post. Anthony Andrew. Wow, shocking what coaching can do. I get that. But you don't always hire the right coach and it works. Great coaching is very impactful and you guys are right in that sense. But it's not something that's easy to find or always the right decision. New York got Brian Dayball. They're going to sign Daniel Jones. They're going to sign Saquon. This offensive line, especially in the running game, moves bodies.
0: Which, by the way, Another aspect of their team that people wrote off. The
1: the defense is a bunch of A minus B plus. They don't have that one guy. Maybe Kayvon Thibodeau will be that. Maybe their defensive lineman. Who knows? But they have they have no true that's where you attack them. And be careful. They're talking about free agent trading, and I'm getting ahead of myself here just a little bit. It's a tweet talking if this team finds a way to grab DeAndre Hopkins or if Justin Jefferson can't get an extension done with the Vikings or if OBJ wants to return at full health, this, this team, this team is very close from being elite. I think they're really good, but they're about to play the giants this weekend. And you tell me after seeing two divisional playoff games this weekend, the, the, er, the Eagles, I'm sorry. But you tell me after seeing two divisional games this weekend, the Ravens with the backup quarterback at the Bengals, the Dolphins with the backup quarterback at the Bills playing the way they did. Don't tell me the Eagles aren't sweating a little bit. You know, they ran, there. They, they ran 30 plays of fourth and one or third and one QB sneaks, and they did it at over 90%. Jalen Hurts' his shoulder, are they going to be able to continue to do that? He threw three picks in the last two games of the season that he played in where he was hurt. I'm I still like the Eagles, but I'm just saying this Giants team, we all have closet teams. Not that we know we're going to be good, but that we want to do good. Everyone knows the Giants have been one of mine. Saquon. They're one of my favorite teams in the NFC, but we're not going to predict next week yet, but this game against the Vikings. And I talked about it. I I don't want to toot my own horn, but you know, we have a podcast. We say a lot of things. I was with a lot of people the last 3 weeks of the seasons they showed if you're willing if you're willing to put other guys on an island and make them say hey you have to win your one-on-ones cuz we are doing everything to take away Justin Jefferson this this Vikings offense struggles negative 19 point differential tremendous regular season good for the Giants i don't, I don't you can have your take i kind of rambled there for a minute after the post but
0: No, I I think ultimately we agree. Uh, There's a lot of factors with this Giants team, and they're not done. So I don't want to talk about them like they're going into the offseason already because that's the Vikings. Uh, The Giants, as you alluded to, first off, anytime you play a divisional foe in a playoff game, you have to be on high alert. Also, and nobody's talking about this in the last several years, and I I wish I would have done the research prior to this pod. Shame on me. The number one seed that gets a first-round buy hasn't gone well. The last several number one seeds have either been scared or eliminated. It has not gone well. I just think that the Giants pose a very big threat to a team that's gotten blown out basically twice by the Eagles. They haven't played close games. I don't know. I, we'll talk about that game in a minute. I wanted to briefly talk about Kirk Cousins. Go ahead. You no, no, have I, just, I just
1: didn't want to move on from this game yet. You can go on on Kirk Cousins. I just wanted to get a few things out before we move on to the next game.
0: So the one thing I wanted to make sure we talked about was Kirk Cousins. Um, Kirk Cousins played a Kirk Cousins game. I think he threw 75%. I think he threw over 300 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, typical Kirk Cousins game. This game down, came down to crunch time, and he threw, on a fourth and eight. he threw a three-yard pass. I think it's, it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. It's inexcusable to a tight end. It's not even like he threw it to Justin Jefferson. Uh, you have a comment. Go ahead.
1: Oh no, I was gonna get sarcastic with that comment. It is inexcusable. We went over it at B dubs My sarcastic comment. I'm gonna. We're gonna get over it for the show. Yeah, it's a it's a terrible play. It's a panic button hit. <laughs> uh,
0: I just picked
1: up on it. Yeah. It isn't inexcusable. Use your head. But it can't happen. It can't happen. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, I did have a post about the age of the quarterback. So we're talking about these young quarterbacks. And they're coming. And they're here. They're not coming. They're here. Yeah. We talk about Tom Brady and Aaron Aaron Rodgers. You know, quarterbacks who are still putting up the numbers. But it does seem like they're starting to get left behind. But I wouldn't write them off. But. There's three quarterbacks who are in that middle window. In my opinion, that's Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Kirk Cousins. You could count Geno Smith. Deshaun's a little bit younger, but it seems like he's been in the league eight years. Yeah. But they all struggled this year, and um, maybe they can turn it around. They, st- you know, Kirk put up numbers. Russell didn't get the dubs for whatever reason, but Kirk Cousins. I don't know, man. There's a reason I like him and don't love him. There's just a reason you like him and don't love him.
0: This is, here's the reality. This is the reality. Regular season, one o'clock, bet your life on him. Any other window during the regular season or the playoffs, he cannot be trusted. He might win. He might win. But he cannot, under any circumstances, be trusted. And if that's somebody you're trying to go forward with, I feel bad. And I'm speaking about my own team here. Mac Jones, I've said on multiple occasions, I tweeted this two days ago. His ceiling, in my opinion, is Kirk Cousins. And that doesn't make me feel good. I don't like that. I'm ready to move on. I want other things. I either want Lamar or Tom Brady. I'm not talking about that right now. But I'm telling you, as a guy that has seen a player play two years, He's supposed to be our franchise quarterback, and what my opinion is of him is he's sealing Kirk Cousins, and I don't like that after just two years. So these these Kirk Cousins quote unquote fans, or if you're a Vikings fan or you're a former Washington fan, you had to endure this at one o'clock. Kirk Cousins is great, but all your games aren't at one, especially not playoff games. Most Kirk Cousins people, is
1: great, but you're going to need your kicker. You're going to need a late sack. You're going to need, you're gonna a, need a loaded
0: team. It, you're just you you need so much, and it's. It's not how I'd want to progress as a franchise. Just me personally. Yeah.
1: The last thing on this matchup that I want to leave off with is just, I want to give my flowers to Saquon Barkley again. He was a monster at Penn State. It was a number two pick in the draft. He came in and dominated. He then tore his ACL. He came back and had a fluke angle injury. And a lot of people were ready to give up on him. Before the season, Brad, who is your offensive player of the year? I think my dark horse is Saquon Barkley. Who's your leading rusher? I think my dark horse is Saquon Barkley. People aren't talking about him. If you were to take this same Giants team, Daniel Jones, Kayvon Thibodeau, Brian Brian Dayball, and it was Christian McCaffrey, you'd say, well, they got CMC. This team, watch out. If they had Derrick Henry, you'd say they have Derrick Henry. Watch out. Nick Ch- Saquon is in that category. Saquon is that type of player. People are like, man, I don't know how they're doing it. They just have this, this mediocre to good defense, and like there's no named offense. No, they have Saquon Barkley, and he showed up against the Vikings. He didn't cower. No, he scored their first touchdown. He was there all game, receiving, rushing. This offensive line wants to run block they're susceptible to the pass rush which is where daniel jones running is coming clutch they need to shore that up but running the football this team moves bodies and saquon takes advantage if this defensive line of the eagles doesn't play up to par saquon can win football games i just i want to give him his flowers because he's all the way back and not a lot of people have talked about him enough this season including us shame on me saquon barkley man even if they go down this weekend they're a final 8 team And there's no way anyone predicted them having eight wins on the season. So, good, good for Saquon, good for Brian Dayball, and good for the, good for the Giants. And it speaks to that locker room. I've heard this on talk show too. It speaks to the locker room that Kenny Holiday hasn't given up. He threw some big blocks out there on some big runs. He's still running routes. They got rid of Kadarius Toney, who seems to be a playmaker before Kenny. The team is bought in, and and, and they're buying in, on character more than production in some cases. And I think that speaks volumes to this locker room and how this team is just a, a unit, man. And it's, it's scary to play them.
0: Yeah, I, I want to point out something real briefly. So Barkley's first year was 18. Um, Had a great season, 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, average five yards a carry. The very next year, he took a step back in carries and yards and touchdowns. He had 1,000 yards and six touchdowns at 4-6 four, four six, uh, per, year, per carry. 2020 was pretty much out for the year. He only took 19 carries for 34 yards, so not great, and then he was hurt all year. The following year, very banged up, couldn't stay on the field, took 162 carries for less than 600 yards and two touchdowns, averaging only 3.7 a clip. It seemed like he was either hurt or trending down. To your credit, all the way back. Career-high carries, 295 for a career-high rushing, thirteen twelve, and then uh, just shy of his career-high touchdowns, but he had 10 this year. He, he was a dog, and he didn't have the 91 catches like he had his rookie year, but he had 57, which is second-best in his career. So he is all the way back. He's a dual threat back, getting all the yards, all the carries. Um, Yeah, definitely deserves to be in that top-tier back, but he has to stay healthy.
1: Daniel Jones was taken in the first round. Maybe too high, but he was at six. He was taken in the first round. And people will point out, yeah, he's had like three head coaches and four offensive coordinators. So has Saquon Barkley. Brian Dayball came in, and they played the Titans, and it was 19 to 20. And he said, we're going for two, and we're giving it two six. Saquon scored that, and Dayball and Saquon shared an intense moment on the sideline. And from then on, it showed belief. Saquon knew. Saquon knew he had to believe in himself because not a lot of people did after the injuries. And Brian Dayball came in and didn't blink at him and gave him support. And that can go a long way in a team setting. And I love watching this Giants team, man. And they're they're so easy to root for. Uh,
0: one more thing before we start talking about this weekend's games. Um, Cowboys-Bucks. We got together for this one at meetups. Uh, we both picked the Bucks. I thought I thought the Bucks would look better than they did. I wasn't shocked by a Cowboys win. As a matter of fact, last week on, on episode 200, I, I I told you that I thought the winner of this game is going to be a threat to the Niners, and I also said that the Cowboys were a threat to make the Super Bowl with a win. I stay with that. I don't know how you currently feel about the Cowboys. Well, obviously, we'll talk about the games here in a second. Tom Brady looks pretty bad. Uh, ultimately, I think he's played his last down with the Buccaneers. We'll talk about his future later. Uh, what do you think about the Cowboys after this game? Did they beat up on a bad team, a good team? Where are you at as far as the Cowboys judging them?
1: I, this may sound a little weird, a little different. They beat up on a playoff team. I don't care how you got there. I agree. The regular seasons over playoffs have started. You made it. You're a playoff team. I don't care yeah. if you're two and 14 to win your division. You're a playoff yeah. team at home.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. The Cowboys beat the shit out of them. Yeah. I think the Cowboys at every turn that they've been able, they've proved me wrong on my preseason prediction. I've come along through my rankings and I would venture to say, I love the Cowboys in terms of what they pose as a threat, their defense, their ability to run, they have a good receiver, their tight ends do work. I, I would go as far as say I love them. Unfortunately, in the NFC, there's only two teams I love more, and they'd have to beat both of them on the road. So I don't think they're going to get to the Super Bowl. But I have said for weeks, and it's cliche, if Dak doesn't turn the ball over, they can beat anybody. They, it's just this, it. They go as Dak goes, and there's some teams where you're like, oh, well that's always, you know, the 49ers don't go as Brock Purdy goes. They can carry him, you know. So the Bills don't necessarily go as Josh Allen goes. They can carry him. the The Cowboys go as Dak, like with Dak. So do they have a chance? Absolutely. But to go to the Buccaneers, to go to the 49ers, then what I presume to be Philadelphia it would that would you imagine looking back they beat tom brady i don't care when it was they beat tom brady then the 49ers at home were on an 11 game win streak and then the eagles with the best record in the nfl and then played patrick whoever it is from the from the afc i think the cowboys have a chance to do something special they just won their first road playoff game since before i was born that's pretty crazy i've never seen it here i am 27 i saw it um But yeah, Zeke's running hard. Pollard's a problem in space. CeeDee Lamb is giving your best corner the business. Dalton Schultz is showing up. Gallup's good for two big plays a game. They've got a good kick returner. Their front seven has nightmarish talent. And their back end is very opportunistic. So um, Mike McCarthy hasn't been in question on time management since last year in the playoffs. Um, we do have to remember, in a tight situation, uh, Dak ran the ball for four yards in the game last season. Um, but, man, you, some people will say, yeah, the Bucks never had a chance. Tell you what, it wasn't 18-0 at half chance. That's not what people thought. It wasn't some garbage-time touchdowns to lose by 17 points, no chance. The spread was 2.5. FanDuel's not usually that wrong. Um, shocking performance by the Bucs. But I'm putting that more on an impressive performance by the Cowboys. And quote on Mike McCarthy to handle those fourth downs in the kicker situation right. Keep, you keep Brett. You don't fire him. Up until that point, he's 133 for 136 on extra points through 100 and whatever games. To be fair,
0: kickers, kickers almost don't count in that situation. I We're sitting there. We're watching the game. The first one, we're like, oh, we missed it. The second one, we're like, oh, he missed it. I said, well, they can't trot him out there again. And then when they did, I told you, I was like, he's going to miss it. It's in his head. Kickers get in their head. It's so bad. And by that point, we're like, oh, they're literally trotting him out there the fourth time. And we're both like, he's yeah. going to miss it. And he missed it. It's
1: like. When, when the Cowboys hit a fourth and seven and they need a 44 yard field goal and Brett puts it through the uprights, so we're going to move on here. Um, it, it'll look back on his career. It'll be something he's on a rocking chair and he can laugh at because they won the game. Um, but but they, they handled that correctly. Um, and everyone really cheered in the fourth quarter when he hit that extra point. It's behind him. I, you know, I got one. We're going to do it in practice a bunch of times. Hey, kicker or holder snapper, it's not on you. I, My bad on that one. He's a veteran. He'll be okay. But um, we'll get to predictions later. Focusing on this game, it was an embarrassment for the Bucks because of how good the Cowboys played. It's not like they got bailed out. They forced a lot of the mistakes that happened. Um, Loved what I saw out of the Cowboys. You can't have any complaints except some Cowboys fans who will be caught up on the kicker.
0: Yeah. Uh, One side topic before we start talking playoff games here. Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show basically said. Just real quick. Go
1: ahead. There was two games they didn't talk about. Bengals were favorites and beat a backup quarterback. Bills were favorites and beat a backup quarterback. We'll see what they're made of in the next round. Bengals and Bills, guess what? They play each other. It seems like their first real playoff game, and everyone's like, oh, they struggled. What happens next? They played divisional opponents. They played backup quarterbacks. They did what they're supposed to do and win. We'll see what happens next week. They're going to play each other.
0: Yeah, the main reason I didn't bring those teams up is because we're going to talk about them here briefly, and because all those teams were favored in the game while close, they were never really in doubt exactly exactly so um and rogers on the pat mcafee show basically stated i don't have the exact quote but basically saying if i feel like if i was on another team in the right situation i could be competing for another mvp rather than saying i could be competing for a playoff or competing for a super bowl or competing it you know to win he just simply says i could be the mvp um say no more Literally, that's what I've always said about Aaron Rodgers. He only cares about Aaron Rodgers. It was the most Aaron Rodgers-type sentence I've ever heard in my life. Uh, This is where I bring up Tom Brady. That would literally never, ever, ever come out of his mouth. Ever. Opinions.
1: Yeah, um, we talked about this briefly at B-Dubs, too. And it's like um, we talk about, um, you know, Brock Purdy or Kirk Kirk Cousins is who he brought up. It's like Kirk Cousins' production, he can be Kirk Cousins and be the pay, paid the way he is because he says the right things. Yep. If Kirk Cousins had Aaron Rodgers' attitude, he'd been out of the league three years ago. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers, to his chagrin, is so fucking good at football that he can just... He's never had to not be a prick. I mean, that's just how it is, plain and simple. So yeah. I believe in his mind saying... in. I don't know if he said on another team. Did he say on another team or did he say in the right situation?
0: He, he I think he. the words were in the right situation, but yeah. I think so, he even maybe implied on another yeah, team.
1: In the right situation, I believe in his mind, he believes, which I don't necessarily disagree with, and I don't love Aaron Rodgers by any stretch of the imagination, but if Aaron Rodgers is playing at an MVP level, that team is a Super Bowl contender. Like, he is so self-confident and maybe rightly so, and maybe to some people, overconfident, and he shows that in the wrong ways at times. But he is so good that if he is an MVP candidate, that team is a Super Bowl contender. What team is that, Brad? I don't know. Where's he going to go, Brad? I don't know. But if you had to ask me, knife to my neck, that's too much of a financial decision on the Packers. That's where he's going to be next year if he is anywhere. He either hangs him up or he's a Packer. I don't know how any team can take on that money in the right situation that they don't feel their quarterback is enough. Everyone will point to, well, what about the 49ers? They've got their quarterback. They don't have the money for it. Well, what about the Jets? I don't know. Maybe. What about this team? Again, it's just too much speculation. I think he may be a Packer. But I don't know. So I know a couple people, maybe even myself at times, in certain situations – can be criticized for overly confident. You want your quarterback, go Seahawks, Russell Wilson. You want your quarterback, Tom Brady. Oh, you know, I had 5 billion yards and 50 billion touchdowns, but it's because of my teammates and offensive line. That really does sound good. But Aaron Rodgers comes out, yeah, I had four touchdowns because I put the ball exactly where it needed to be all the time because I'm great. Like, there's different personalities and people But, again, if Kirk Cousins said this, you wouldn't put up with it. But, unfortunately, from shoulder to fingertip, he may be the most straight-up talented quarterback of all time. He's certainly in the conversation. Do I like it? No. If Aaron Rodgers, September 8th, was a Pittsburgh Steeler, (laughs) I'd say (laughs) I love it. Not that I hate Kenny, but Aaron's just that kind of guy. He's always been an interesting situation. He's towards the end of his career. And although the Packers were bad or good at times, you don't ever want to play Aaron Rodgers on a football field. You just don't. I know that it can be weird. Sometimes he gives up. Sometimes this. It's been awesome to watch his career. His only Super Bowl came against the Steelers. I watched every snap. It's unfortunate. But at least Charles Woodson got one, I guess. AJ Hawk, good for you. But, Um. I think he's a Packer or his cleats are hung up for good. Um, He is about Aaron. I think looking at what happened to Brett Favre going other places and that, I don't think it appeals to him. If he goes other places, it's a beach on some island watching waves, you know, indulging in whatever he likes to do. He likes doing some weird stuff. He's an interesting guy. If you watch Pat McAfee, you know.
0: Money's just energy to him, so.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I understand $50 million is nice. Another $50 million even nicer. But he's got money. He's single. He's kind of a loner. He's a floater. If he's not a Packer, he ends it as a Packer. But I think he'll be under center as a Packer next year. That's just yeah. how I feel
0: about it. Yeah, anybody that's sitting here today asking themselves, why do you need 50 more million? dollars? has never had $50 million.
1: (laughs) If you were at home and you looked in your wallet and you had two folds and one of them had a 50 and the other one was empty, it'd be pretty sweet to have a 50 in both folds, huh? (laughs) I mean, that's not a super
0: complex idea. (laughs) Pretty straightforward. Oh, gosh. $50 million is a lot even to somebody that has a billion. Just throwing that out there.
1: Also, let's not... They lost to the Lions and didn't make the playoffs. They're trash. Let's not act like they didn't win, like, seven freaking games out of their last eight or nine. Like, they had young talent. Christian Watkins became, like, a guy. They were mixing and matching offensive linemen, it seemed like, all season. The defense really came around, and the second time they played the Vikings, blanked them. They're going to have a draft pick in the first round. This I mean Aaron Rodgers returns to the Packers ain't nobody saying I can't wait to play him. You have a legit three-team race. I'm going to exclude the Bears for now. They have a whole offseason to figure that out. But they have a three-team race it seems like for the NFC North and You betting against Aaron? I don't think I, I mean I,
0: I was shocked where they ended up this year. So no, I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. So <sighs> Ready? I'm always ready. We got four games to go Saturday, 430 NBC Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars are traveling to Kansas City to play the Chiefs AFC divisional round. Fun fact, Trevor Lawrence, high school, college NFL never lost on a Saturday. Uh, This is Saturday, January 21st. Where are you going here?
1: First of all, the line's eight and a half. I'm hammering the Jags plus eight and a half. I like that a lot. Um, I I really, truly think this goes two ways. Jags win close. Chiefs by 17. Um, there's part of me that thinks the Jags, the way they've played the last eight weeks, looking at the team they are now, has every ability to play with this Chiefs team. They have a pass rush, decent defense, running game. They have weapons. Trevor Lawrence, after the four picks, been Lights out, I don't expect him to throw that many picks again. I really like what the Jags are doing, and it's also muddled that I want to root for the Jags. But, I mean, we have Andy Reid on the sideline off of a bye. We have Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback. We have Travis Kelsey, possibly the best route-running weapon in the NFL, we have Kadarius Toney who's found his way. We have Juju who's a good possession receiver. We have a good O line. We have a defense that knows how to make plays timely. We are at Arrowhead. We're going to have plays we've never seen the Chiefs run without Tyreek Hill. This team's going to have guys running wide open. Patrick Mahomes is going to make plays. I love the Chiefs to win here. I love the Jags to cover. I look at a 27 20 Chiefs win. First of all, you're not holding the Chiefs under 24. Jags needed every bit of everything they had to muster up 31 against the Chargers. It's tough betting against the Chiefs. I've said it multiple times. I don't know how many times on air, but we've become numb to the Chiefs winning. We look up and it's every week on Monday morning. We look at our phones or our laptops, Sports Center. How much did the Chiefs win by? Did they cover? They're 14 and 3. You know, we thought they would slip up. We wake up there 14-3. The division got so much tougher. We wake up there 14-3. Oh, my gosh. Russell Wilson, Josh McDaniels, Raiders, Broncos. They're 16-0 and 0 on the road, all-time individual. Like, this team is a, in a machine. You have to look at it as would you bet against the Patriots with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick playing against the Jags because that's what these Chiefs are. Let's take the Chiefs. Let's be okay with it. I'm going to be rooting for the Jags on Saturday. I hope they pull it off, but I don't think they're going to.
0: I wish I knew the stat completely. I I don't remember what the exact number was, if it was four or six or seven. But Patrick Mahomes, basically, it, it's at least seven. Um, It could be lower, though. Patrick Mahomes, when favored by X amount of points. and I, It's not like three or less. It's It's a, a good amount. It's like four to seven, somewhere in there. He wins, he covers at 22%. So I think the Jags are the play here. No matter what, the Jags are the play. Uh, I will say this, they're coming off an emotional win. I don't like that for them. Andy Reid off a bye is almost unbeatable. I think he's lost like one time in his whole fucking career. Um, he's so
1: good off of a bye. He's it's like, like uh, it's stupid. Might be number one.
0: I think he's number one all the time off of a buy win percentage, I think. Um, Chiefs are the play to win and the money line here. And I like them to once again host the AFC championship game. Uh, whether or not it, it's an arrowhead remains to be seen. Because um, that could be a neutral site. But I do think the Chiefs win this game. Uh, they're the better team. They're just they're just the better team. Uh, we talked last week that we like the Jags because of the head coach advantage. It's close. Them. It's close, but the Chiefs have it this week. The quarterback advantage. Uh, you may think Trevor's improved. You may think he's great. He's probably top five. He's not Patrick Mahomes. There's me applauding Patrick Mahomes. I don't, apparently don't do that enough. People say. Um, so I like Mahomes in this spot. I also, I would argue, as good as Travis or uh, as good as Trevor Lawrence is, the second best player on this field will be Travis Kelsey. The two best players lining up play for the Chiefs. The best defensive player for both teams plays for the chiefs. This feels like a chiefs win. Uh, I'll take the chiefs there.
1: I feel really good about plus eight and a half on the Jags, though. I'll just get it out there for the I do people, too. maybe you
0: do too. I do too. Uh, which by the way, the chiefs have one of the worst pass defenses in the league. So if you're trying to bet some parlays, Trevor's going to have some numbers. He's going to have some numbers. Whether or not they win, that's a whole nother also, story. Also, Chris
1: Jones, push. the defender you're talking about, rushes from the inside. Brandon Sheriff's an all-pro guard on the inside. He's going to be there all yep. day.
0: Yep. Battle. Next game, divisional game. The New York football Giants coming off a big road win last week. They are 9-7-1. and They are heading to Philly to play the Eagles, the number one seed in the NFC, on Saturday. So both one seeds will be in action on Saturday. Seven and a half is the spread. It's eight fifteen on Fox. Eagles have beaten the Giants both times this year by at least a score. Where are you going here?
1: So the Giants, I, you know, I've given my props. If you've been with us this this podcast the whole way here, you didn't skip ahead. Um, Brian Dayball, Saquon Barkley, the team as a whole, I love it. But I'm back on my bullshit with these Eagles. Mm-hmm. I'm hammering minus seven and a half. Everyone wants to look at the last two weeks. We'll look at the e- Garner Minshew. I I understand there's things to do, but I just think from a, just a talent standpoint, the Eagles outmatched them. I think the Eagles have played as a team just as much as the Giants. I think they're at home. Um, not that I don't think the Giants can't do well, but the j- jump. In difficulty of the Vikings defense to the Eagles defense in terms of what you're going to see as an offense, I look for the Giants to have some success. It's a divisional matchup. I don't think that this is just going to be mm-hmm. a dog walk, but I think the Eagles are just going to be able to move the ball too. Miles Sanders is their starter, Boston Scott has like seven career touchdowns versus the Giants. They they used all their running backs very well. Um, Dallas Goddard is now at full health. A.J. Brown poses a problem, um, a different problem, along with Devontae Smith. They just have so many weapons. I think this is just a game where it's a perfect spot for people who have forgotten the last three weeks of the bye and Jalen Hurts being hurt and Giants resting starters. We've kind of forgot what the Eagles are about 34 21 34 20. I like the Eagles by about 13 points here to just remind people who they are before they play the winner of the 49ers and Cowboys. Um, If you want to give the giants a better chance, I'll listen to it. Maybe they don't win by as much, but this is the first time in the playoffs. I'll say I will be shocked if the giants win this game. The Eagles should win this game.
0: Yeah. You, you picked the Giants last week. I did not.
1: Five and one last week. The Bucks were the only team I didn't hit on the spread at least.
0: Yeah. I'm taking the Eagles. I don't feel good about it.
1: You haven't all year.
0: I, but, dude, I don't feel good about this. Colin Coward brought something up on his pod or on his show the other day. And I'm a huge Colin guy. I listen to a lot of his opinions. Sometimes I agree. Sometimes I don't. I mostly agree or at least can hear out his opinions because he's pretty educated. He said something, and I've never heard a more home run take in my entire life. Every single time in the history of the Giants franchise, from day one to today, when they are good, they have a blueprint. It's not an identity of the 2023 season, the 2022 season, the 1990 season, the 1970 season. It's literally the identity of their franchise. They play great defense. They have a hard coach, and they run the football. It's what they're doing right now. With Eli Manning, both Super Bowl runs, people forget this, both Super Bowl runs 100% came on the road. As a bottom seed. Dude, I'm telling you, this is a horrible spot for this Giants team. Giants win. This Giants team's not ready. They're not ready.
1: So Eagles win is what you're saying.
0: Did I say Giants win?
1: You said Giants win.
0: Eagles win. Giants play their ass off. Seven and a half is too many. It's too many. It's too many. Not in a divisional game. Eagles win.
1: You know what the Giants are? Hit me. They're a great story, and they're a really good, solid team. But they finished third in their division. Because in their division is two of the best four teams.
0: I was going to say, they're two elite teams, man. Exactly. I didn't know where you were going with that.
1: No, no. They're they're two of the five, six best teams in the NFL. And they're about to play one on the road. This is great for the Giants. They've gotten to the playoffs. They want a playoff game. They taste victory and what they can become. And now they're gonna realize the gap they have to cover over the next one or two seasons to figure it out. Does I Eagles
0: feel be- I just feel like you're speaking them as if they're dead. And I uh, I disagree.
1: Okay, you know what? I am. Okay. I don't think You they, are. You are you are I don't think they can win. But the Eagles, I believe, after this season. They're going to have some changes and I think they're going to decline a little bit. Kelsey Lane Johnson might both be gone. We're going to have to see a lot of stuff on this team and the Eagles or the Eagles and giants, I think are transit. Like they're going to be much more level next season, I think. But this season is the, like, it's the Eagles season. Like the 49ers or the Cowboys, I'm going to put it out there right now. The Eagles are the 49ers. The Eagles, Forty ers and Cowboys. The 49ers and Cowboys are the only two teams, I believe, that can stop the Eagles.
0: I'm In not the NFL?
1: Worried. I'm not worried about or the this? AFC. If the Eagles – I think, honestly, wow. I'm going to remove the Giants now. We can revisit this next Wednesday. The, the 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 49ers or the Eagles, I don't think need to worry about the AFC. If the Cowboys make the Super Bowl, I might take the AFC. That's how I feel about it. I think the Eagles and 49ers are the best two teams in the NFL.
0: Stop. 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 Let me here we go. I'm gonna read some... I'm gonna read four names. You ready? Mahomes, Allen, Burr. No, 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 no. Look, you already know. You already know where this is going. Every single team they would play in the AFC has a better quarterback has a better quarterback than the entire NFC.
1: Let let me just put it out there. You know, we're spitballing. We're we're going a little ahead, but this is what the pod's about right here. I would take Mahomes or Burrow. I'm not even going to say Allen because he can't beat the Chiefs and the Bengals. Forget about it. The Bengals or the Chiefs, those are the two teams that will represent the AFC. The rosters are so overpowering. I you know what if I could make the bet right now, I might look it up. I'd put a hundred dollars on the NFC taking home the Super Bowl. And I would be okay with it. Hmm. Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, you're fucking high, Brad. It's the whole roster. I we're gonna we're gonna we talk about that.
0: We talked about that. That's the
1: story of the Super Bowl. I, I'm almost I don't even care who makes this point. It's the story of the Super Bowl. Roster versus head coach quarterback. Roster versus quarterback, maybe even. Not that the other teams don't have good rosters. I think the Bills have the best roster, but again, I've already mentioned it's going to have to be perfect. I think the Bengals or the Chiefs are going to be the team to represent. Um, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but everybody who's listened to this podcast, everyone who's a loyal, loyal listener, knows I've been on the Eagles. They've been in my Super Bowl yeah. since before the season, and I look. I just look. This is an opportunity for the Giants. To overexceed again, or it's a chance for the Eagles to say, "Hey, don't don't forget about like who we are." We had the first seed wrapped up week twelve. Our quarterback got a minor shoulder injury. Like, ah, I can't wait for fo- uh, We're,
0: good. We're good. Next game, the Cincinnati Bengals are heading to Buffalo to play the Bills. This game obviously is famous for the Monday nighter. Injury to Mar-Hamlin. These teams are going to finally do battle for 60 minutes. 3 o'clock on Sunday. CBS. I'll start. The team that was going to win that game that night was the Bengals. And they're going to win this one too. They're going to be a little beat up on the offensive line. It's going to be an issue. But. Buffalo's beat up on the defensive line. They've been out without Von Miller. They don't get the same pass rush. Bengals, they're too much offensively. The Bills turn the ball over offensively. I like the Bengals here to win and head to wherever they need to head for the AFC. Five and a half points is a joke. It's disrespectful. It's a joke a disrespectful line to the Bill, the Bengals.
1: Brad, the Bengals offensive line's banged up. Don't
0: it's care. It's
1: still better than the Dolphins. Yeah. You taking Skylar Thompson or Joe Burrow or Joe Burrow with no legs? Yeah. Because my order goes Joe Burrow, Joe with no legs, Skylar Thompson. <laughs> okay. That's the
0: quote of the year. That's the bottom They have the no
1: year. answer for this receiving core. They were walking up and down the field. Maybe the Bills were. I almost get so frustrated because these teams, these teams are so close. I they feel are. so passionate for the Bengals. I, I'm almost so mad at the Bills because they were so magically crowned before the season. We knew they were going to be good, but they were just untouchable, right? They were just you. They, you, they, you have they,
0: this. You have this weird hate for the Bills. All of a sudden, I'm not sure where it's coming from.
1: It's, it comes from the preseason prediction that they were just they were the Super Bowl favorites. They shouldn't we're have had. Ever- they, have they were the Demar team.
0: Hamlin falling on the field from potentially being the number one seed, and you're giving them a lot of unnecessary hate.
1: I am, sure. It's unnecessary.
0: They literally were the number one seed going into that Monday night football game. They were down seven to three. And
1: they were going to lose, Jeff.
0: They were down seven to three. I thought they were going to lose two, but they were down seven to three. Might as
1: well have been seventy to three. I was. We
0: it. saw a team come back from thirty-three to zero in a regular season game, and twenty-seven to zero in a playoff game. That game is far from over with my boy Josh Allen on the field.
1: I'm not saying the Bills are dead. The Bills are a great team with a magnificent quarterback and a tremendous roster. I just don't like how. They lose to the Chiefs in the playoffs. The the Bengals make the Super Bowl. And they're just anointed favorites in the entire NFL. I just didn't like that. I, I are, also... You've
0: already, I'm cutting you off real quick. You already forgot how disappointed you were that they lost on a coin flip last year.
1: They were just... Dis- it was disappointed. I'm not disappointed that they lost. I'm just disappointed that that's how games end.
0: Yeah, but at the same token, that team was a coin flip away from potentially... Going to the Super Bowl, they obviously would have had to beat the Bengals still. I also, think you have gone off the wagon on the Bills. No, no. And I'm not sure why. Because I loved Josh
1: Allen. Without Brian Dayball, he is not the Josh Allen that I loved. He's now the Josh Allen I like. He's the Josh Allen I like. I loved the bills with maximum potential Josh Allen. He has taken a step back. He turns the ball over too much. He makes plays where he's scrolling out right, tells John Brown to run an extra 20 yards, and underhand scoops it 40 yards for a touchdown. I love that stuff. But I also hate when they're up in a game I bet on them, and Josh Allen with one arm on his throws seven yards to a linebacker with no bills around. I just, when Brian Dayball left, Josh Allen lost a part of the off, they just lost so much. And I think Josh Allen needs coaching, but with coaching can be the best. But he's lost that. And I like Burrow and Mahomes better. And the fact that he lost to the Chiefs, be it on a nonsense call, and then the Bengals made the Super Bowl and lost on one play, for them to be anointed favorites... Then Micah Hyde goes down. Then his backup goes down. Chardavious White's coming off of an injury. They lose Von Miller. Their offensive line is iffy. They have no real running game outside of Josh Allen. And they're like, mean Stephon Diggs got this. Gabe Davis has come in. I know they're still a good team. But the Bengals and Chiefs are better. And they're going to have to beat both of them to make the Super Bowl. So with the, where this prediction started with the Eagles or 49ers or Cowboys making it, for my opinion, I in my mind, they're playing the Bengals or Chiefs, which means the NFC would have a better roster but inferior quarterback. Let's get that out of the way. The three best quarterbacks in the league are in the AFC right now, and they're all still alive in the playoffs. That got a little heated, but you're
0: – No, you, it, we, it, we agree 50%. No, no, I don't. We, yeah, like, we both think the Bengals are winning this weekend. Correct. I disagree. I think the Bills are better than the Chiefs. Just throw that out there. Both teams beat the Chiefs. You quickly forgot that somehow, some way. This Bills team, as bad as everybody says, as bad as Nick Wright says, as bad as you're making them seem. They were the number one seed before Demar Hamlin fell down on the field, and they were the num- the same team that beat Kansas City this year, and the same team that lost on a coin flip to Kansas City in the playoffs. I still got the Bengals to win this weekend. <laughs> With all that, I got the Bengals winning. Um, we argued a lot.
1: The AFC is just such good teams play. i mean yeah. both the afc and nfc we i mean the giants and jags feel like a little bit of outcasts in a sea of giants but they could you know giants that's funny <laughs> but it's just like they could do it by the way to sum up this little eagles win okay i got, the, <laughs> I, got the, I got the
0: eagles oh gosh here we go last game Divisional weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend. We just gave you three different games. We got the last one. Dallas Cowboys beating up on Brady and Tampa are traveling to the 49ers to play Big Cock Brock. Dude, Brock Purdy and the Niners favored by three and a half. This game is at 630 on Fox. I told you, you, sorry, at B-Dubs, we were watching the game. I told you that I liked the Cowboys chances or the Bucks chances going into San Francisco. I liked the, the Cowboys chances more than I liked the Bucks chances, but I liked both teams because there's something that nobody's done to the Niners since Brock Purdy's become the quarterback. And do you remember what that was? What I told you? Pressure. Nobody's made him uncomfortable. Not one team. Cowboys make him uncomfortable. This is going to be a dogfight, dude. Three and a half. I think it's perfectly priced because I think the Cowboys cover that three and a half. I also had them as an outright dog. I think the Cowboys, after taking 30 years to do it, do it again back-to-back weeks. I think they go on the road to San Francisco, and they beat the 49ers. Dak Prescott, the way he played last week, this momentum can carry. They needed to get the monkey off their back of winning a road playoff game, winning a playoff game in general. They needed that. They got it. I told you. Last week on episode 200, if the Cowboys won one playoff game, they'd be scary in my team to potentially go to the Super Bowl. That's where I'm at. I think the Cowboys beat the Niners. The Niners are great, but you can't tell me that a rookie quarterback can't be pressured. I know they have Trent Williams. Micah Parsons can get himself in there. Lawrence can get himself in there. They can dial up the blitz with Dan Quinn. Give me the Cowboys on the road. Tell me why I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, the Cowboys definitely have the ability to make Brock pretty uncomfortable. But they're gonna be in a hot mess when they still can't. I don't think they do. I think that the Cow the 49ers have unique ability to have seven receivers, yet seven offensive linemen on the field. Um George Kittle is a sixth offensive lineman. Kyle Uzchek can be that way. Christian McCaffrey is a nightmare for linebackers, not named Micah Parsons. Debo Samuel still on this team, Brandon Ayuk. But not to mention that, the 49ers defense struggled and was mid all year. They couldn't figure out their interior D line. Their secondary wasn't great. This 49ers defense, first in, I don't know, 78 different categories in the NFL. It Brock Purdy's going to be working with short fields. Field goals are okay. Now, I mean, you can play devil's advocate to what we were playing earlier. Brett Maher isn't coming off his most confidence performance ever. Every point's going to count in this game. You're in San Francisco on a team coming off the bye. And Brock's never been uncomfortable. I don't know if it's because defenses can't do that. It's because there's so much talent. His job's so simple. His job is so simple. I think the 49ers roster is overpowering, and we've brought this up all quarterbacks who have done tremendous in their NFL have been asked in college to make their team better. They've never come from perfect situations and molded directly into the NFL. At at least that's how I've seen it. All the time, we talk about Big 12. Oh, they're playing Iowa State this week. That's a free win. Well, they got Brock Purdy, so don't write off Iowa State. He's come in. He hasn't even been bailed out. He's dominated. He's taken Full control of this roster, I'm not riding the Cowboys off. We're in the final eight of the NFL season, and the Cowboys have won 12 games. Like, let's not joke around. But when you talk about a defense, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Kyle Juszczyk, like, it's the best left tackle in the game. Trent Williams, I mean, this this team is just a problem. Offensive and defensively, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, like, they – the 49ers defense is overpowering. I'm gonna say something crazy here. What makes Dak better than Brock? That we've he, seen him longer.
0: He is better than Brock Purdy. Okay, I, it's I, I, it's hard I, to argue. But right w-
1: now, right now, if you made a list of the best quarterbacks in the NFL or in the playoffs left. Purdy and Dak are going to be touching each other. Now, obviously, that gets broader. By default. Right, right. That gets broader when you bring in the whole NFL. But if you were to say, hey, it's 2025, and Brock's been the starter now for a couple years in the 49ers, isn't it the same thing we thought Dak should have been doing? Hey, you have a run game, an elite offensive line, and a great defense on your rookie contract. Dak went 13-3. and Brock's doing the same thing, except he's just, like, winning in the postseason. After Dak got paid, the team fell apart and now we're starting to see oh Dak turns the ball over. The team you know, never Dak's,
0: fell apart. That's a false narrative.
1: Dak's That's got a false narrative. I think it. He, I think it isn't.
0: How did he get worse this year? Uh, because <laughs> they won twelve games they're they're on they're in the playoffs.
1: They won twelve games and four of them were Cooper. Cup. And he traded his arguably his
0: best receiver away.
1: Was it their best receiver? Amari Cooper. CD Lamb?
0: Come on!
1: Amari Come Cooper's on. been Amari Cooper's been overrated. Ed,
0: you're not being fair here, dude.
1: No, I, I'm saying in three years, Brock Purdy, if he starts the next two years, what is the big separator from Dak and, and Brock? I don't think there will be one. I, time, Dak first off, I mean there. we need to see we need to see what those two years look okay. like. Who would you rather have, Mike McCarthy or Kyle Shanahan?
0: I think it's closer than what you're you're giving it up
1: to. I think the quarterback controversy is closer than you think it is.
0: I'm not necessarily disagreeing, but okay. you're making it seem like I'm that-
1: stronger in my point, I guess what I'm saying. You're saying the line's perfect, I'd double the 49ers and still take it. I think 49ers by 10. Interesting. I think 49ers at home 28-17 isn't crazy. 27-17 I don't think the Cowboys hit 21 on the 49ers. I think 49ers are working with short fields. I think Dak's over his head. The the game plan simplified because they have so many weapons for Brock. We're always going to disagree on this. I'm always strongly against the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, I love this 49ers team. I think we're looking at 49ers, Eagles, Bengals, Chiefs. You tell me what you get.
0: Chiefs, Bengals, Eagles, Cowboys.
1: So, Cowboys and 49ers is the only game outcome we disagree on.
0: Yeah, but I I think where I – it almost seems like there's a couple teams you're not giving them a chance, and I could easily see all four road teams winning this weekend. Like, that's – the.
1: To be fair, the Giants are the only team I'm not giving a chance.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's fine.
1: I'm giving the Cowboys a chance. I'm just so
0: – You I'm have almost, the Niners beating them by 10.
1: Yeah, I'm almost dialing it back to not create too much of a controversy because I don't have, like, statistics and stuff to back it up. I've just seen what I saw. The 49ers, are, they're better than the Cowboys, period. That's how I see it. And a lot of people yeah. will be like, Cowboys are just as good, if not better. And to me, I think that's blasphemy. And I'll be wrong, and my bank account on FanDuel will show it because I'm hammering the 49ers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the bet that I've uh – that I think I'm putting in this weekend, and I'm going to alter the spread. I got Cowboys covering six and a half. That's
1: that's not a
0: bad
1: bet. I, yeah, I'm I, I'm very I feel very good about mine, but like.
0: See the, I, I like the Cowboys by a score this could weekend.
1: Win this game, like I said, I'm not writing them off. But
0: I I think an underrated thing is too is this uh this Levi Stadium in San Francisco. It's not L A. But it's 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 cowboy north. It's it's gonna be a lot of cowboys. I, I just think this is a. I can't wait for this game. First off, I literally cannot wait for this game. I think it's the best game of the weekend, of all the even. And that's really? same thing because dude, Burrow and Josh Allen are going at it. But this is the best game of the weekend.
1: This is what? the best game of
0: the weekend. <laughs> yes, Big Cock Brock and da- Dakota Prescott, as you like to call him, dude. I. We, this is a fun pod. We've disagreed a lot. We've argued a lot.
1: So I'll put it this way. Let me think of a number real quick. I'm trying to think of a number we'll disagree on. Because I think i take the over and you take the under. I'm going to put it at 28 and a half. 27 and a half. 27 and a half over under. The point differential of all four games combined this weekend. Oh. I'm taking the over. I think the oh. Eagles 49ers slap.
0: Yeah, I disagree.
1: You, you're taking the under. You think it's going to be like a total of 17 points separating all 14, right?
0: I wouldn't be shocked if it was a total of 12.
1: I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are already putting it at 20.
0: Is that a bet you can make?
1: I don't – I'm sure somebody's got it somewhere, but I I like
0: that bet. It, I wanna, we're going to post it on the that, Facebook page.
1: I think Chiefs by five – Eagles by 10, 49ers by 10, Bengals by four. We're looking at about 31 point differential. You'd think wow. they're all under seven point differentials, which would put you at the under. But Every I,
0: single one.
1: I think 25 and a half, 27. That would be a fun number. The to, only to
0: game play. that has the potential to get out of hand, in my opinion, is the Eagles Giants. Because while the Giants are a great story, they're a great team, they don't, you know, it is divisional. I do think the Eagles are much better than the Giants.
1: You know what's crazy? Because I don't think 10 points is out of hand. Right? I think like 17. I would agree. 17 points. 17,
0: 21, 24, that's out of hand.
1: I really think as much as strong as I've been, the only game that has the chance to be out of hand, I think the first game, Chiefs could bury the Jaguars.
0: I could see that. The
1: Chiefs could just... Bury the Jags. Could you see the Chiefs coming out and at halftime they've scored on all five drives, field goals or touchdowns?
0: Yeah, I could. You, but but laugh, a lot of people are gonna laugh at this. I'm not joking. You, I could see the Jags getting up thirty to nothing on the Chiefs. Thirty. I- I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm not predict. I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying it wouldn't shock me to see the Jaguars continue a hot streak, and all of a sudden the Chiefs are like, "Holy shit, we just got slapped in the mouth." Thirty nothing. See that? No thirty. I should have said thirty nothing, but twenty one nothing to start the. I could see that. Yeah, thirty nothing strong. Thirty nothing is nuts.
1: Chiefs, Eagles, Bengals, 49ers, the one verse three seed and the one verse two seed. That's my prediction. For conference champions.
0: Yeah, and I got Eagles, Cowboys, and I got Chiefs and Bengals.
1: Yeah, so Cowboys, 49ers is the only nope. difference in okay. – Maybe me and you put a little $20 Venmo in there. Uh,
0: I don't know because I'm already betting the, the six and a half.
1: I'll give you the six and a half.
0: <laughs> you can't give me the six and a half because I'm taking the Cowboys to cover six and a half.
1: Yeah, I'll take Cowbo- or 49ers minus six and a half.
0: I, you I have the Cowboys covering minus six and a half. They're covering a touchdown.
1: Well, you think they're going to win by a touchdown? Yes. All right, you I'm take gonna... Cowboys minus six and a half. I'll take yes. 49. No, no, no. You got Cowboys minus six and a half. I have okay. 49ers six and a half. If it's somewhere in between there, push. Deal. 20 bucks on a, on a seven-point plus Deal. victory either way. 49. Deal. We did so that for the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Hey, it was a good game. I Deal. got 49 so the only game we disagree on the outcome, it's by 14 point separation. <laughs> what?
0: I, I, you have no faith in Prescott, and I have all the faith that the pressure will get to Brock Birdie for once. I you think that's where we differ.
1: Big cock Brock to open the segment. Ain't no pressure. It- Dude. Dude. If I there is pressure he's applying it. This
0: yeah, is yeah.
1: This is Mr. Relevant. This is his year. I did. Maybe not the AFC's pretty tough. I'm just saying I I also stand by it. I have the NFC winning the Super Bowl.
0: I'm comfortable with that. I need to see the matchup because there's too many variables. I don't think the NFC is better than the AFC, but I do I'm sorry, but if the Cowboys are playing the Jags, I'm taking the Cowboys. <laughs> Which is the NFC. But if, if the Giants get to the NFC and they're going against the Bengals, sorry, I'm taking the Bengals. Like
1: Giants are a better team. No, I'm just. kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: All right, we're ending this pot. Holy shit, <laughs> yeah, this thing's gone sideways. I'm just I'm... Way too much twisted tea. No,
1: Gi- no Giants. <laughs> Giants ain't getting better of this weekend.
0: Maybe. If I had balls, I'd take them, but I, I don't.
1: So. Yeah, exactly. Tuck them boys up. Invert them. <laughs> cover the hole of the Band-Aid. It'd be good. Anything else? Go Penguins. Go Mavs. Put put the account. Parlay those two together. They're winning. Drop the account on it.
0: Look it up. Luka's up against Atlanta tonight. He drove to the stadium in a six-wheel Jeep. Check it out. He's a GOAT. Yeah. Um, this is the most we've ever argued on a pod. All in good fun. This is why we're is why we're here to disagree and discuss. Um, go ahead.
1: For those of you listening, if you listen right when it comes out, or maybe just for you, Jeff, tonight, give you my five locks.
0: Go ahead. What do you got?
1: Mavs minus two, might be two and a half. It's fluctuated all day. I like that. Mavs winning. Miami Heat at the Pelicans. Pelicans plus three. I like them to cover, maybe win out right at home. Feels right. Penguins at the Senators. Penguins, money line. Boston Bruins, doesn't matter who they're playing in hockey, take them to win money line. And lastly, player combos Luka Doncic. Teams have been lately doubling and tripling him constantly to see if the Mavs can win without him. So I will not take his points, rebounds, assists combo, but I will take. Rebounds plus assists over 18 and a half. Feels right. I'll, t- I'll take that combo. Leave out the points. Those are my, my five locks of the night.
0: I love them. Uh, anything else?
1: Nope. Have a good luck to your teams, guys. If you're looking forward to the draft, looking forward to other sports, good luck. Andrew McCutcheon signed with the Pirates. I mean, they're winning the World Series. Um, Yeah. Good Good pod.
0: The divisional round is arguably the greatest weekend in football. Um, and if it's not that weekend, it's Conference Sunday, which is next weekend. So enjoy. You know what a sucks, man. Football's almost over.
1: It's been like six years since the Steelers have been in this weekend.
0: Oh, yeah, it's tough.
1: By the way, Tomlin's the guy. Quit. Everybody
0: quit it. You guys, enjoy your weekend. We're out. Real talk. Real talk.